Hi, I'm Jenna Matice from the Chemistry and Biochemistry Department here at Montana State University. And today I'm going to talk to you about an article published in PNAS by Boguslas Deck titled Structural Mechanism of Rubisco Activation by Carbomylation of the Active Site Lysine. Rubulose 1,5-bisphosphate carboxylase oxygenase, commonly known as Rubisco, is the most abundant enzyme on Earth and has been extensively studied because of its role in photosynthesis in converting atmospheric CO2 into biomass. There's a lot of interest in knowing exactly how it works so we can potentially engineer it to become more efficient. Because Rubisco is an extremely inefficient enzyme. So ideally, Rubisco will bind atmospheric carbon dioxide and make it into a sugar. However, Rubisco also performs a side reaction with oxygen which is not favorable to the plant and will end in the wrong product, which will then have to go through a salvage pathway and uh, cost a lot of energy. So Rubisco is constantly having to gate between these two reactions, which is very hard because oxygen is so much more abundant than CO2 in the atmosphere and it's a bit more reactive. So how does Rubisco discriminate between carbon dioxide and oxygen? This paper explores the protein structure of Rubisco and how that could help Rubisco discriminate between these two substrates. There are four organizational forms of Rubisco that are characterized by their structure and organism. Most of these far forms are large homodimers. So the focus on, of this study was on the L8S8 hexadimeric form found in red algae. The author found the final model showed an alpha-beta tim barrel for the catalytic domain with an unmodified lysine 210, suggesting that the enzyme had not been activated. Furthermore, some of the unusual things that they noticed about the protein structure were, one, a large electron density radiating from the sulfur of the lysine 460, which was identified as an NO group, two, a large cage of water molecules was organized around the fourfold axis of the protein that organizes the beta barrel of the smaller subunits. And three, the large electron density identified as dioxygen at the center of the active site in the protein. The author seemed most surprised by the nitrosylated cysteine residue 181. There has only been recent evidence that Rubisco could be regulated by nitrosylation which leads to its inhibition. Specifically, the authors suggested that the nitrosylation of 182 adjacent from the threonine 182, which causes a, excuse me, the cysteine 181 adjacent from threonine 182, which causes a steric disturbance in the enzyme and marked a change in the electrostatic significance of its active site. So, Steck proposes that these changes are detrimental to the activation of Rubisco by carbomylation, which we know must happen in order for the CO2 reaction to proceed forward. In order to support this hypothesis, they tried to activate the enzyme, which was unsuccessful, but the crystal structure with the carbon dioxide and with oxygen was solved, and from these they propose a hypothesis for the carbomylation carbomylation mechanism. So this work provides insight into the mechanism of Rubisco and suggests nitrosylation to be an interesting control of that mechanism 
specifically with the steric hindrances that it could cause.